welcome back to another episode of Slice Up Your Life. I'm your host, Rachel Bedell, and we have Matt Kropp on the show today. He is truly one gem of a human who really is never lacking energy or joy for that matter. I know Matt from Oasis. He started coming a little after I did, and he has had such an awesome impact in our community. He is just, like I said, full of energy, full of joy, always energy, honestly, is the only word I can think to explain him, but in the best way possible. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Matt. How did you find Oasis or kind of how all did that pan out for you to find our good old home? Yeah. Um, so I met <clears throat> Sabrina Kirby, like two months before I was leaving for Peru. This was a this was um, February of or the end of January, you know, February of 2019, and um, I was leaving for Peru to get certified even further in yoga because I was about to have an investor meeting. Um, like two months later, were to open up my own yoga studio. And so I was like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta go get some more knowledge about yoga if I'm gonna be CEO and running running this thing. <laughs> so I meet Sabrina like two months before that, and we just like, it wasn't we weren't talking back and forth. We weren't really friendly yet, like close friends. Um, we would just, uh, you know, do. She's a part of the like the first form supplement uh, company. She still is, and like. Yeah, we were just, it was just that um, friendship where you just comment on each other's stories, like keep pushing, work hard, all that kind of stuff. They just motivated each other. We weren't like um, getting deep. We weren't becoming friends yet. And then, um, so I go to Peru and that was like the craziest time of my life because growing up, I, uh, I like, I always felt alone and I never really understood what vulnerability was. I never was surrounded by people who, allowed me to experience vulnerability and I like struggled a lot with just my thoughts and um, yeah, just really, really didn't know what it meant to have deep conversations and to release everything that I'm feeling that was putting me into a dark um, thinking state. And like that just cycled into my teens and like once I became 18, my mom invited me to take a yoga class and uh, I was like, you know, I don't really, I'm a guy. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but, uh, I go and I'm in the back of the room and this teacher is just jacked up in front of 60 people. And she's like speaking about the struggles in her life and tying it in with like an inspiration twist on it. That was just like reaching people and allowing them to connect with her and like that allowed people to talk with her after class at the front desk and be like, wow, I really connected with this. I'm dealing with this. Like it just, it created a community and I became so obsessed with that. And that's when I started to really like start working out and focus on nutrition and stuff. So I was like, yeah, let me be, become a yoga instructor. And I just told people that I was, I was passionate about learning more about the body and fitness, but it was mainly because I just wanted to get up and speak to people and release, <laughs> release the things that I'm thinking about. Cause I was going nuts and I started teaching and, and I started to like finally get like true close friends, but they were like in their 40s CEOs, 
of companies and then they're like, you're getting a massive following, you should open up your own business. So I, I desired to listen to them because I didn't have people speaking into my life and I didn't want to listen to myself and that I didn't have, have like an intimacy, intimacy with the Lord at this time. So it was just like, I didn't know where to run to. And um, so I go, I was like, yeah, I'm going to open up my own yoga studio. I'm going to run the world. It's going to be great. And uh, so this is I'm going to Peru. And in this yoga training, you can't speak <laughs> from 5 a.m. till 10 in the morning. It's like a, a five-hour oh silent. And it's not even just the training. Like the people who work there too, like it's part of their culture. They just don't talk because it's like – you know, just the spiritual land and whatever, I don't know the science, whatever behind it. But um, yeah, it's very meditative and like with yourself, with your thoughts. And the thing I hate about yoga, meditation, like I can't, everyone's preaching meditation. It's like, no, you're not supposed to sit with your thoughts. This is complete see, okay. opposite. Can I, we talk about this for a second? of what we're told to do. I, cause I do, people are like, you should meditate. And I'm like, meditate's not my thing. And they're like, no, just give it a try. But no. I'm not a fan. I feel like I can't decipher. I don't need to be in my head by myself. That is the last place I need to be. Yeah, and what does scripture tell us? Capture every thought. You don't capture a thought by thinking on it. That's mm -hmm. exactly how the devil's going to get you to create. Just like I think of it as like a negative tree, and it just continues to grow, and then it grows branches, and then you find yourself stuck in a reality that you're creating that is so false. So I hate meditating, and I would fall asleep every single day. Okay, good. Um, Glad we're on the same page. <laughs> I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like I wanna, I gotta go home. Like I would, I would just go to my room and I would just sob. Like I would just sob, and I'd be like, "This sucks." Like all these things are just bottling up, and I think of it. Um, Dr. Caroline Leaf gave like the best. Um, analogy for this. You're having a house party and you have all this stuff laying around and you just push it into a closet. People come in. It looks nice at the surface, surface and it takes that one moment for people to stand in front of that closet and it just bursts open. And my time was in Peru. I go to my trainer. This is like the second day and I was like, I need to go home. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And, and she was like, okay, we'll just give it one more day and we'll just, you know, if you feel the same tomorrow, then you can go home. And that night, we're all sitting in a circle. I still don't know anyone's name besides my roommate and my lead trainer. And she just goes, does anyone want to talk right now? And Jesus was like grabbing my wrist and just threw me up to the ceiling. I would have never raised my hand in those moments. But the Lord was just like, Matt. <laughs> and I raised my hand. She called on me. I fell to my face. I didn't sob. I didn't cry. I screamed. I was like, ah, like that door opened up. And the funny thing is, is like, I still, like, I, I tried to release everything that I bottled up as a kid, but like, I still was not at the point that I was speaking on something that I was, I'm trying to word this, like, I, I was struggling with something at home. I had a close friend whose mom had cancer and I kind of like, I was thinking about that and that put me in such a deep state but like that made me realize when she called on me like I only released that and in that moment I started to just be like holy crap like I need to release so much more than just that that is like bottled up since I've been a kid mm -hmm. like there was just so much more and I like I I used that main thing 
and it finally to finally release something allowed me to see how powerful it is to actually be vulnerable if that makes any sense yeah. i don't know um but then you know three minutes go by my i'm just drenched and the girl next to me like shaking her hand as she raised her hand she calls on and she was able to speak about something that she's held in for like 20 years and never told anyone and like everyone had just in that moment like that training became one of the best experiences in my life because even though I didn't know their names, we all felt so close. Like, yeah. like Christ says, we're one with him. Like I truly felt one with everybody. I was just like, holy crap. Some of my, some of my best friends now. It was yeah. just crazy how easily that just shifted everything. And I was able to then the next month and a half during the training, I was able to speak about my problems and like, go back to what I struggled with and bring it back to how I'm struggling today and just connect and be able to speak about it. And like, that's just when I found the power of God and like how everything that I experienced in life allowed me to see how much we truly do connect with one another. And he didn't just place us here to walk alone and have individual relationships with him. Yes, we need that. But like, it's also coming together as one as the body, like, and now more than ever, we're learning that with the church, it's not the building, it is the body. And when we all have, when we're all seeking him in truth and spirit and humility and just like fall onto our knees, like that makes us closer with one another. And like, you know, he just revealed that to me last in Peru. And I was just like, holy moly. So I get home from that. And, you know, once you meet with the father, he starts to triple strip away the things that the Holy Spirit's invited and you have the choice to follow it. And I was like, well, there's nothing like I've never felt this good. I need to follow this. And mm-hmm. that that comes with stripping away things that you he's been desiring to get rid of up your life. And, you know, it was relationships. It was um, goals that I set for myself. It was the yoga studio. It was just all these things. And I had to make really hard decisions. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't even care. Like I didn't I haven't. I haven't felt like I've truly been doing what I desired to do, like my deep desires. And the Lord was finally revealing to me my deepest desires. And it was to just like serve and help people. And that is every, um, you know, Christian's heart or follower of Jesus's heart, I believe. And, uh, you know, that desire just started to be revealed to me. And I had to get rid of the things that I was pursuing, pursuing that only involved me. Mm-hmm. And then, I started to just realize I needed to go to church first. So for about a month and a half, once I got back from Peru, I was only watching online sermons and it was Elevation Church. And that was that was great. And I would just sob in my room like I would just worship on my own hands lifted and, you know, surrendered to him and um, all that. And every each time I watched it, I would just see the community and I'm just like, man, I desire that. Like, I want that physical space. I want that um, family. I want that closeness of friends who are pursuing him. Like, I want people to hold me accountable. I want to be challenged and, you know, be around that community. And then Sabrina, that's where she comes in because she was posting about the church. And then we started to talk. She invited me and she invited me. And it was kind of like the the devil and the Holy Spirit started fighting back and forth. And there was like... Yes, I should go, but I also teach my yoga class two hours before the service starts. So 
you know, I would just make up, I'd be like, well, I have to do this because it's work, so I can't make it. And then it finally, after a month of her inviting me, <laughs> I was finally like, you know what, I'm going to make it work. So I taught the class and had 30 minutes to take a shower and head downtown from Old Orchard, which is like, man, praise God, the first day <laughs> there was zero traffic and I flew down. I was like, woo, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> Not at the time because I wasn't that intimate with him yet. But when I, wa- <laughs> when I walked into Oasis, no one even said anything to me and I was just the Holy Spirit just lit the fire within me and was just like, I need to be here. And that very day, like, that's when everyone at church calls me the jumper now. And that's where he was birthed because I was just, I was set free. No one had to say anything to me. Like, the Spirit of the Lord was so real that I just walked in and all my burdens was just released. And and I've never looked back. And then, to get into train moment, the ver- that week, um, Ruben was like, have you met JP? And like a voice in my head was like, just leave. And I was like, no, I'm not going to leave. Like, I want to meet JP. And he's like, yeah, let's get coffee. Two days later, we get coffee. End of conversation. He goes, I have a buddy, Nick, who's opening up a gym. You guys should meet. I reach out to Nick. Two days later, we meet. We become best friends. Now I'm at train moment. It's just crazy. Oh, my gosh. Because I was going to ask yeah. you, I was like, because I know Nick and JP are friends and like all that stuff. But I was wondering, too, how that happened. Well, and JP and Nick only met a day prior to JP's and I'm meeting. Oh my gosh. Crazy. So wait, when did you start, when did you go to Oasis? Like when was that? Um, it'll be a year in June. All of a sudden it was, you could hear Matt. <laughs> it's always like a thing. It's always a thing when you're, we know you're all vocal and you jump. <laughs> so whenever I would bring people to church, I'm like, that's Matt. Don't worry about him. You'll meet him later. <laughs> It's so funny. Like, there's times where I've walked into church and I'm like, Lord, can I just be quiet today? Like, I just want to receive. I feel like, you know, because when you're that, like, I don't know, I feel like I'm so energetic and I feel like I definitely know it's a blessing from our father. But like, there there comes a point where it's just like, okay, I mean, people got to think I'm doing this for like eyes on me. And I had that, like, problem and I you know just growing up the way I did and the thoughts that I spiral like that's the old me coming back and the devil trying to take me down it's just like yeah you're doing this for your gain like you shouldn't use you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do this and I'm just like it got to a point where you know JP was like your worship is a blessing for someone else who like may want to not experience the Lord or just is coming in a bad headspace. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to do what the Lord is telling me to do. And I literally, even the nights where I'm like, Lord, I just want to receive and like sit. And he's just like, nope. nope. As soon as that starts, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> the first couple of times going to Oasis, like the first time I went was a prayer night. And obviously prayer nights are a lot more like extra than a normal Sunday. And so I was like, what am I getting myself into? What did I just walk yeah, into? Um, and so I think to like, to your point, it's like for me in the beginning, it was, I was not comfortable doing anything. And now it's like so great if I just like close my eyes and then like all of a sudden, like my hands are up or doing whatever, but I do think it is, it is awesome. Like I always put the smile whenever I can hear you, like, like say like, yeah, or something like, I just like have a, a huge smile on my face because I just feel like it is, it just that like that extra little bit of encouragement or things like that too, of like the rush to know that like also too that other people are there because I think we're all kind of in our own space which is great we're not doing cool. stuff for the other people around us but it is kind for of nice sure. to know like 
that everyone else is there. Yeah, and like, and when I hear people get as just as pumped as I do, because I see it and I hear it, it's just like, it just pumps me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just, oh, it's crazy. I see you tuck jump. I'm always like dying laughing because you jump so high. I'm like, he's gonna hit his head. <laughs> that, and there's been times where like, if I'm in a second row, I'll like, I won't realize it and I'll jump and I'm about to land. I'm like, oh crap. I feel like I'm going to jump a row and like land on someone's chair. <laughs> Cause sometimes the aisles are so small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens someday. Oh um, no, that's awesome. I feel like it's like carried over obviously too into like everything that you do. Um, I just feel like, and that to your point of like when people don't know you and they hear you, like I think, Obviously, I didn't know you the first couple of times at church, and then just getting to know you, like, you just exude, like, joy, and I mean that, like, in the most, like, um, like, sincere way, like, you're just, like, full of, like, joy and happiness, and I feel like sometimes it's, like, is that, is that exhausting for a person, but I don't know, my perception is just as, like, who you are, you know, it's not, like, an act anymore, it just is, like, something that I've been able to see, which has been just really, really cool, um, just from like an outside perspective, I know like we don't know each other that well. Um, so yeah, I just want to say, I think it's really, really cool to just see kind of how it's in the little bit of time, like within under a year of us both kind of joining this family of like how much a impact you've made on it. And I think it's just been really awesome wow. to see. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's so crazy too, how like, Cause I, I grew up the same whereas like, you know, the truth, but what does that really look like? And I went to a Lutheran grade school and then Catholic high school. So I was just like, what? They don't really, you know, especially Catholic, like they don't teach intimate relationship. It's so like, I just, I felt, I felt scared. I felt scared to step into whatever it is and it just didn't seem real. And like you, I feel like so many people out there are just confused and you're right. It's been less than a year. And I felt like instantly, as soon as I accepted him, it was just like, you, you start to realize your deepest desires, the giftings that he's put in your life. And like the, the wisdom that just came so easily. Have you always been vulnerable? And I guess I want to say no based off your story in Peru, but I just feel like you're pretty open I'm basing all of this off of Instagram and stuff like that, but just in in regards to like being open and talking and again, like your Instagram lives with like talking about Bible verses and things like that, like kind of has that been something that's always been rooted in you and now you just have not only a platform, but a topic that you want to talk about or is all of that new? I think, I think I'm so, so afraid to go back the way I used to think and like the thoughts that I have and I was so self-centered and just individual in my goals and what I wanted to do and to, and for like to accept Christ and become so humble and be broken down to nothing and realize I can't do anything without him. I'm so afraid, but like in the most healthy way where it's just like, I don't, I'm not afraid of him. I'm afraid of going back to how I used to be and desiring, you know, well, all, we all struggle with, 
pride, I believe. And like, it's something that I think we'll always struggle with and we need to continually repent about. But like, I just, I don't ever want to go back to that and desiring the clout and desiring this world because the love that he showed me and the freedom that he showed me, like there's just nothing else I want to talk about. And then the fact that like, I wasn't vulnerable my whole, the fact that I wasn't vulnerable my whole life and to, for him to show me how powerful um, that was like, I am now like, if I feel the desire to hold something in, I will text someone right away and be like, yo, I need to release this right now. And like, that's why I post Instagram. And that's why like, you know, I'm just open about my faith right away, just because I know like people need to feel comfortable to talk about what they're struggling with. And like, that'll just allow for connection to grow. And like, even, even people who don't believe like the, the times that I've been vulnerable about my struggles, it allowed them to feel comfortable. And then I could share my beliefs and they don't try to attack me because we've had that vulnerable connection. So the, uh, right away, there's a love and there's support and you can hear both sides. Like, I feel like without vulnerability, the connection won't be there. And it's so easy for people to be like, oh, he follows Christ. Like he's a, you know, whatever, whatever the false images of Christians are. But you know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. I came to faith in January of 2019. So I'm like just around the same like time as you. And then um, I, I feel like I talked about it a lot. And for some people, they're kind of like, this is just so weird and new. Like, why is this all you want to talk about? Or like, I'm like, because once you like know, and once you feel it, like, it's not that I'm trying to shove it down your throat, but it's like, I have this thing. It's like the secret, like, it's not a secret, but it's like, I have this like secret book and secret pill to like having life that it's not necessarily easier, but like, just things are better. And it's like, I want you to know about this too. Like, I want this for your life too. I'm not trying to shove it down your throat, but I just want you to feel how good it feels. Um, and to, to the other point, I think like vulnerability breeds vulnerability. And like, that's always been like my biggest thing is it's like, if I can, I'd rather be a fool of myself and say too much because the amount of times that I've said things and then people will be like, oh, I feel that too. And then it spirals conversation. I'm like, I will always choose vulnerability over not i guess yeah yeah it's so important and especially just being vulnerable and um with your testimony like i'm I'm not afraid to tell anyone like anything that i've gone through and the things that i've done and just you know it's just because there's power in that and that's where people will be like oh crap i'm not alone and then that opens the door of like, well, what do you do to be better? And it's like, let me tell you. You already touched on this with um, train moment and getting involved with that. And obviously that mm. kind of happened out of nowhere. And it was literally a gift from God and all those relationships. But were you always into fitness in high school or where did this start? And then going to train moment, just how has that been? Yeah. Um, when I was 16, I want to say or 15, I started working out and uh, not really knowing what to do, but I just wanted to start. I was a really skinny kid. And uh, yeah, the photo is pretty hilarious. I'll have to show you one day. It's funny. Um, I was really skinny. So I started working out because I didn't have confidence in myself. You know, you deal with these thoughts and you're just like, I don't know who I am and I don't really want to I have that conversation with myself because of the thoughts that I'm going through. So I don't know, like I just had zero confidence and I knew that um, 
you know, very unhealthy thing to do, but to find, obviously find confidence in your body and look strong on the outside, but spiritually so weak. Um, and like that started to happen. And then once I started getting bigger, people wanted to be like my friend and it just kind of put me in even worse place. And I was even more confused. And I was just like, what is like, what is life even about? And I was 16 years old and I was at a gym it was midnight because I would just work out at midnight because I couldn't really sleep. What? And yeah. Yeah. That, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. There was, I mean, I've gone at like two in the morning, school nights, like crazy, so unhealthy, so, so bad. Um, but there, like the gym was one level and I was working out and there was just a, a, a glass window that just, I saw a busy street and I was like, you know what? I kind of want to walk this street without looking. And uh, so I go outside, started to take a few steps. And in that moment, I caught a thought of hope that I haven't felt before and it made me feel good. And of course, hope is a person. And he, you know, I didn't know that at the time. And, uh, or I, you know, again, I knew who Jesus was, but I didn't know his character. I didn't know how he operates. I didn't know about the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's just like, when that happens, you don't know that it's him, but it was him now that I know. Um, but it felt so good. And like, you know, that thought started to creep a little bit. It was a little whisper. It was like, you just, you're trying. And I was like, no, I'm going to hold on to this because this feels great. And I don't know. It just kind of like told me that, um, I didn't know when things would get better. They would just get better. And, uh, then, you know, that happened 17 years old. I started, I was playing baseball, started to get, um, closer with some people who are, um, one, one person who's still a really close dear friend of mine. So like that helped in my walk with high school and just made me feel more confident in myself, but still struggling a little bit. Then 18 comes, I get my yoga certification, um, started teaching so many classes and it kind of like filled that void for me where, you know, like you said, how you say, I, you just think of me as a person that expresses so much joy. Like I, when I taught classes, I felt in my element, like I just, was so high energy and just like pumped up, loved it. Like that is where um, my happiness lied. But then I'd get home at night and you fill so many people up and then you got no one filling you up, especially you don't have God filling you up with, with love. Like I didn't have that to seek. So I would come home and I just, no one's texting me, no one's reaching out to me. I'm that person for them, for all my students. So it's just like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, that's, yeah, that's how I got into yoga. And I just kind of burnt myself out because that's where I found, um, so much of my happiness. And it's crazy. Like during the toughest times, um, mentally were like the thoughts where I didn't, where I just wanted to leave came was when I was having for the first six months at lifetime, I only had two to three people come to my classes. And those thoughts were so bad. It was like, you'll never be great. No one's ever going to come. Like you should just quit. Now all of these things came. It was when I first got certified. And I just like that thought of hope that day, like just kept pushing me. I didn't know it was getting better, but just kept pushing me. Mm-hmm. And like a year later, my lifetime classes got up to like 90 to 80 people every Sunday. And like, you know, it was just, it was such a powerful year of my life and few years of my life. And that's when, um, just started to, um, get more confident. And then obviously the Peru thing happened, came back, was still teaching a lifetime. I just felt, 
um, so much love. And you could just tell, like, as the story progressed and where I'm at now, if I look back, like, the devil tried to get me off course so many times. And I'm just like, you you realize when you're at the point with the Lord and you, like, take a look back at your life, you realize, and this is, like, for people out there listening that, like, you don't understand the intimacy of God, like, where you're at now, like, he's provided you everything that you need to survive and to get to where you're at now, even when you don't really know him. Like, that's his love. That's his love. He protects you even when you don't truly know him yet. And, like, that day when you finally realize it and surrender to him, I'm just like, ah, ooh. Isn't it insane, though, too? Like, we hear about it all the time, and it's like, okay, you're equipped with everything that you need for every season, and sometimes you can't get to the next season until, you know, you, you get through the season. But when you get to that point that you're like, oh, that's why I went through all of these things. I just feel like that's been really cool to see. And it seems like that's kind of what happened with you. You're like, oh, like I'm here now because of all these things. And like, I felt that hope on that one day walking across the street and like, you know, getting into fitness forever ago led you to the point where now you can, you know, do train moment and do these things and be surrounded by people um, that seemed like a whole different realm of family for you as well. So I just think it's like super cool when those moments click and you're like, oh, okay, this is this. I went through that last season because of this moment right now, like to be here and be prepared now. Amen. And like, if you knew me a year and a half ago, I mean, Sabrina could tell you, I was doing like crog talks on Instagram. I didn't, when I got back from Peru and like during that time, I had no problem with being in front of a camera. It was so much like self help crap, and I was swearing, I was cussing, like with the high energy that I have. Like people were afraid, and I'm just like, I believe I don't even know if I have any of that saved in my phone anymore. I was like, oh my, praise Jesus for saving me. That was a scary dude, and it, it was it was like I was preaching about things with so much energy that I wasn't even doing on my own. That's what's stupid about it. Yeah. It's like yeah, meditate, yeah, do this, and I'm like. I'm not doing that. Yeah, tell me a little bit about Train Moment and just how that's been and like your whole, it seems like y'all have such a really good crew going and, and too, kind of the transition of having to do all of this at home and how that's been for you guys. Train Moment is nothing like I've ever experienced before and I don't, I don't think I've told Nick this, but like I was... You know, I was teaching yoga at the time and I was losing passion for it because I burnt myself out so much. And so when JP told me, like, you should meet with Nick, he's opened up a studio. And I was just like, oh, I don't want to add more yoga classes to my schedule. I don't want to I don't want to do like teach more classes, especially downtown. It's just like, uh, but I met with Nick and like instantly we just clicked. He's such a man of God. And it was just like I was brand new in my faith. And, uh, you know, he's been in it for a while walking with Christ. So it was just cool. Like we connected instantly and I was just like all right this guy's gotta you know he said that day he's like whether you work here or not like I always want to be um a part of uh your journey and just help you whatever with whatever you want to do and all this stuff I was like this dude's awesome so we just you know he told me the idea of a train moment and it was just in the process and stuff like that and we just consistently like hung out and hung out and then you know a month goes by and I Told, tell Lifetime that I want to leave. I don't want to teach yoga anymore there. So that started to go, and I was just like, I don't know if I want to teach. I think I want to get out of the fitness industry, and I dropped out of school. Um, 
do only pursue yoga and thinking that I'm going to open up my studio and stuff like that. But I, um, you know, the Lord spoke to me during that time as, as I was walking, like continuing to go to Oasis, that lifetime wasn't for me in that next step. And then, um, like two or, or a month before train moment opened, getting breakfast with Nick. And I was like, okay, well I have to make money. Praise God. It is that place is built on prayer. It's nothing like I've ever experienced before. And just, being in the fitness industry and seeing and being a part of it, like the just how perverted it is and just how it is so self-centered and like you walk into trade moment and it's just such a a family and Nick and Katie are so welcoming and we've gone through seasons where that was going to fail. Like, you know, we just had so much attacking us with like the sound and people complaining that live in the building and just like, you know, all these things happening and like the devil just tried to shut us down and like every single person was just so specifically placed there to like step up when someone went up someone else was down like nick came to me one day and was super down and it was just like all right here we go like this is what the word says like we cannot mm-hmm. we can't do this we can't do this and like there's times where i'd walk in and be like i don't want to teach right now and he just like we're going in the studio we're going to our knees we're praying and worshiping before class starts and it's just like it's nothing like i've ever experienced before in my entire life and i just and now to be at home and teaching the classes, you, you're you seeing people that like um, came to our opening week and didn't really buy memberships and that was the only time that they came. But now they're joining the live because I truly believe like I, I know like the spirit of God was working in there and just like kind of stitched himself to the, anyone who walked in and left. And now during this time more than ever, people are seeking family. They're seeking mm-hmm. that intimacy. They're seeking that community. And they're like, I felt that from trade moment. I'm going to join their live workout. So like, and then I'm teaching yoga now on the uh, train moment page. And now to a big thing in my yoga classes was creating intentions, which is just like, you know, the things that I struggled with and turning it into something positive where people connect to. But now that I can like, now that I'm so deep in scripture and like my intimacy with the Lord or using that as like a time of um, prayer and sharing truths about scripture and people connecting to that, like that's another avenue. So my passion for teaching yoga has built because of this whole quarantine. So it's just, there's so much good. I feel like train moments just going to skyrocket. Oh yeah. I think it is such a time too to like for people to dive into like what they actually want. Like I feel like, I keep saying to everything about this quarantine is like to hell with the hustle to hell with like in regards to filling up our calendars from one thing to the next, just like boom, boom, boom. And now it's like, you actually have to be semi intentional about what you're doing with your time because I mean, yeah, you can make the day go by crazy, but like you, you can't fill it up with a schedule or happy hours or dinners or plans and all that stuff. Like you have to actually, if you want to work out, like you, I don't know. You know, it's just like everything has to be like more intentional, I think a little bit right now. Um, So I think it's like growing those relationships and it's like they're going to connect with you guys in a time that they need family. And so after this, people are just going to be so excited to go out and see humans, too. It's like, oh, I I got to see Matt every day via Instagram. Now I'm going to actually go see him in person. (laughs) I mean, I was just talking to JP this morning. I feel like people are going to after this blows over, like even if they don't know the Lord, they're just going to feel so much gratitude and like joy mm-hmm. to be able to go outside and like joy is a person. And like the more they feel that they're going to, they're going to find them. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think this is going to be such a big awakening for a lot of people. 
Um, and maybe not even right now, but when like we get out of it and people can go back into like quote unquote the real world, that it's going to show so much for so many people. Well, my last topic is food stuff. And now that we're talking about getting back Ooh. into the real world, <laughs> I'm definitely excited. I'm not a big going out to eat person, but I can't wait to go out to eat once all this is over. Where do you want to go first when you can go back out to eat? Um, either Gibson Steakhouse or DMK Burger Bar. Where's DMK Burger Bar? Um, right by Wrigley Field. It's on Chuck Field. Okay. Steak or burgers, yes. it sounds like is your thing then. <laughs> yeah, grass, grass. So DMK Burgers is grass-fed bison for their patties. Oh my and gosh. I'm all about, I'm, I'm all about grass-fed steak or grass-fed meat um, over anything. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, and then, of course, we live in the, the city of pizza, but what is your favorite pizza? Deep dish. You are a deep dish person. Okay, so then you have the like debate of Chicago. What is your deep dish place to go? Pequods. P. Oh my gosh! Thank, praise God. <laughs> when people say it's like Giordano's or something, I'm like, no, you guys, it's really not that good. <laughs> okay, my last question that I forgot to ask you earlier, and it's probably a simple answer, but where did "Let's Be Great" come from? Oh, you asked this, so um. I would love to say scripture. My study Bible, it's so funny because when the disciples asked, like, who is greater among you? Like, my study Bible broke it down, what it means to be great. And I was like, this is so good. <laughs> so, like, I was able, over time, I was able to create my own definition based on what my study Bible says. And I posted that the other day. But where it came from, honestly, like, in my yoga classes, I play, like, the really high, intense EDM electric music. So I'm all about beat drops. And I can, like, I could, I could hear a song for the first time, and if it's EDM, I just know when the beat drop's going to come, and like, I'll just be like, four, three, two, and it just happens. Like I, I could, because I, my yoga sculpt classes were so um, like uh, created around the beat of the music. Like Every exercise we did was to the beat of music, so I, I can't listen to a song without being like, okay, like that's where I would start the countdown. Like That's so ingrained in my mind. So I was doing one of my hype videos on Instagram like a year ago, and I was going to say something motivating, I think, but like the beat was coming faster than I realized. And I was just like, oh no, let's be great. And then the beat dropped. And it was just something that like I said instantly. And I was in so many people that day gave me like the best feedback. Like it just like, come on, I'm going to keep doing it. Well, that's all I got for you. Is there anything we didn't cover that you want to talk about? No, that's great. I'm so grateful that we had this. Thank yeah. you for having me on. Let's be great. Well, that's it y'all for my conversation with Matt. He has such a bright spirit and I appreciate his boldness and wisdom so much. I hope you guys could feel his joy and energy through that. But if you need a little workout inspo or need a little push in your own home gym right now, Train Moment does do Instagram lives each week and I'll link their bio in the show notes so you can check it out. And for all you Chicago people, make sure to check it out when they reopen. It's a fun little spot. But I hope y'all are doing well. My parents are actually camping in our driveway right now. They got a new little Sprinter van, and they obviously can't go anywhere, so they're testing it out right now in their driveway. So I think I'm going to go hang out with them. I love and miss you guys so much. Stay safe and sane, and I'll see you next time on Size of Your Life.